0: If you're new to the show, you've probably heard the words and Pickett in our intro, but don't really know what that means. So my question for you guys is, where's Pickett been hiding? Um, Tabitha, let's start with you.
1: So it's my hope and prayer that Pickett has killed George R.R. Martin and has taken all of his notes and has been stuck in his house writing me Winds of Winter. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lydia. Come
2: on guys, he's hiding in News Commander's pocket.
0: Duh. See, I'm fairly certain. You do you guys do you guys remember in like late twenty uh, twenty nineteen when Pickett took a trip to China and he messaged us all about how this great bat dinner that he had. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Matt.
3: I thought he was off training with Spider Man.
0: <laughs> well, Let's find out from the man himself, Pickett. Where the heck have you been?
4: Well, actually, I've been training um, with George R. R. Martin at Marvel, creating a new Spider-Man movie just for Tabitha. Oh, huh.
0: <laughs> is it? I don't like that though. But where Spider-Man dies in the first thirty seconds of the movie?
4: Actually, no, not at all. It's well, uh, no. it's it's actually how Spider-Man. Uh, uh, stop the creation of uh, George R. R. Martin's classic works, wins the winner.
2: So no pockets were involved here then?
4: Sorry. Oh. <laughs> that being said, the new Spider-Man movie is going to be awesome. <laughs> Unless you're Tabitha.
0: You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt,
2: Sabbath.
4: Lydia. And pick it.
0: All right. So the first thing that I want to talk about tonight, it's actually it's it's kind of a sore subject for me and it's kind of like Even though they're not based in Springfield anymore, at one time, they were based in Springfield, so it's kind of a local story-ish, but uh, Family Video, which I didn't realize is the last video chain, is about to be no more. They are closing their last 250 locations, um, and it lasted for 42 years. At the height, it had over 800 locations. Like I said, it was it started in Springfield, but then uh, I don't know when, but at some point their headquarters moved up to Cook County. Uh, but yeah, so like obviously video stores were on the way out. They have been for a while now. Uh, but COVID-19 was kind of like a one-two punch for Family Video. Uh, it had the same wreck as it did on a lot of businesses. But then also Family Video had that kind of unique problem as well is that well movie theaters aren't getting new movies, therefore six months down the road family video is not getting new movies. So it was just it was time for the family to move out. Mm. Sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, so, we're, so we're taking the family out to pasture then? No. Aww. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I mean like I'm 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 conflicted. On the one hand, I'm upset because, you know, Family Video, as well as other video stores, I mean, you know, I wasn't exclusive to there. But I feel like uh, that's where I spent a bulk of my movie renting days, you know. On the flip side, I am a little bit relieved because um, I owe Family Video a lot of late fees. Um, (laughs) And in fact, like, what's that? (laughs) I
4: think most of us do. Yeah. Gosh, nobody took advantage of the promotion like uh, like last month or uh, like in the last month. You rented anything from Family Video? They waived all your late fees. I didn't know that was a thing. Me either. (laughs) Now, I didn't have any late fees, of course. (laughs) Sure. I just paid them off. Really?
0: Now, Family Video was always weird because like each store had their own like accounts or whatever. So like you could have a late fee at one location and not at another. So like there was a period of time when I like I just did like some family video hopping, you know. Yes. Um, and I had late fees at multiple locations, but I had I had them all paid off at all of them except for the one in Springfield that stayed open. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also the one that's closest to my house, and I'm still scared to set foot in there. Like, I kind of want to go in, you know, just for, like, one last time. But at the same time, it's like... You feel like I- as soon as you step
2: in the door, they're just going to, like, look at you and go, you have a late fee. Come back here. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Like, they're going to be like, you're the reason we're closing. You, the right. Lad, alone are the reason we're closing.
2: Can we just talk about the fact that, like, it's nostalgic as it is. Family video has been like super gross the last few years. Like any time I've been in a family video in the past like five years, like the story is just disgusting.
4: Well and the one so like the one I'm I'm in Lincoln now, so the one here, they just closed. Um so I went to like their, their closing like sale, if you will, and like it was weird, like there was like nothing there. There was almost no shelves in the middle of the floor at all. Uh and it was just like it was like standing in the bones of a. Uh, a family video and like like uh lydia said it was uh is dirty and felt rough
0: i also really loved how like you know a place called family video was the one that had like the adult section (laughs) (laughs) like blockbuster didn't have it hollywood video didn't have it but family video had those you know saloon doors that you can just push yes (laughs) not not that i ever
4: Stood at the end of the hallway, glancing yeah. that way in case somebody was walking in.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. never. No. 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 <laughs> no, that'd be weird. That'd be weird. right, right. But
2: family from Alabama. Here, people.
0: <laughs> but yeah, needless to say, um, I'm bummed. Family video. I told you guys I was tired. Uh, family video, you will be missed. Moving on. Like we <laughs> put. Can we put down cause of death
4: as COVID? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if somebody gets a tax break for that somewhere.
0: I, mean, I don't think it would help them at this point. I mean, they still would have to pay taxes on last year, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the Geek Awakens, not the Geek Audit, <coughs> so let's just move on. Fair point. <laughs> Are we adding
2: that to the list of names that people have called us now? Geek Awareness, Geek Audit.
0: I like it. Yeah. We should do a list. Do we have an extensive actual list? I mean, Lydia can probably start a list. Make it happen.
4: Great. Right. <laughs> yes. Poor Lydia. She always gets all like the little jobs. Like, hey, keep track of something for us. Because none of us are responsible I- enough to do so ourselves. I am the
2: secretary <laughs> of the Geek of Lincoln, so We've been over this before. <laughs> yeah.
0: And she does a bang-up job. So, uh, got a few things to review tonight. Uh, the first one was actually... Uh, a publishing group that had reached out to us. Uh, It's called Monarch Publishing. They are uh, in the process of uh, launching a Kickstarter for their new title called Beowulf. Um, And we got to read... It was a preview of Beowulf, but also uh, a mini-comic called The Amazing Adventures of IncrediCat. So for me, real quick... The Amazing Adventures of Incredicat. Without spoiling anything, uh, I feel like this is exactly how a cat with superhero powers would act. Imagine that. How you will. Uh, Beowulf. The preview. uh, So basically, it it sets up the story with uh, this girl Hazel and her cat Mooney, who they both have a premonition about a dragon awakening. And so they start a quest to find the one person brave enough to go toe-to-toe or, I guess, toe-to-claw with the dragon. <laughs> um, I enjoyed this preview. Uh, I thought it, it's, a, it, it's a good taste, and the preview cut off right at an exciting moment. Um, so it's a good taste of what to come, and it did kind of get me excited for the Kickstarter. Uh, plus, the idea, I, the idea of a modern-day Beowulf is kind of interesting. So, uh, Matt, what did you think? Um, I'm one
3: of those weird people that actually enjoys the story of Beowulf. Um, I not, I, I don't go out of my way to read it, but I've read it more than once. So what does that tell you? Um, <laughs> um, I, this is a fun preview. Um, I definitely got to the end and I flipped the page and I'm like, but what? That's it. No, I, I need more. And Mitch, I will agree with you hundred percent. That is exactly how a superhero cat would act.
0: So, uh, out now from Image Comics is the new issue of Commanders in Crisis, uh, written by uh, Steve Orlando with Art Bay uh, David Tento. So, in this issue, Crisis Command discovers who is responsible for Empathy's murder, among some other things. So, for me, I feel like this was the best issue yet. Uh, It has a lot of twists and turns, and I was kind of going into the issue expecting one thing and then like I wasn't completely wrong but I was wrong enough (laughs) um but yeah it's just I I know that I say every every episode that we review one of these issues that it's just it's so much fun but it really is it's a it's a fun book um and yeah I recommend it to everybody so uh Matt what did you think
3: so this one was packed like to the gills um there was so much that happened in this issue i almost feel like i need to go back and read it again to make sure that i catch everything and that i understand all of what's happening i I don't exactly know why maybe it's because i you know we've had some space in between reading these but the twist i love definitely did not see that coming um but i'm really excited to see how that continues to evolve um This was one of those, like, this is issue four, and usually with comics you get like a five to six issue arc, so I was not really expecting this to kind of do what it did. I was expecting we would get a little bit more story, and then like the next one would be the end of the arc, maybe. This one kind of felt like it's like the end of the initial arc and the jumping off point for the rest of the series, which is fantastic, and I'm excited to see where where it goes from here.
0: Our final review of the night uh, will be out uh, January 20th. It's, by, it's from Oni Press. Uh, it's called The Lemonade Code. Uh, it's written by Jared Pratt with uh, art by Jay Odin. So it tells the story of um, a middle school super genius uh, who starts a lemonade stand to fund his top secret, secret project, uh, only to find competition right across the street when a new kid to the na- neighborhood starts her own lemonade stand tabitha what'd you think of this one
1: this is i'm not all the way done with this yet but i am gonna finish it tonight this is super cute like i love a good super villain story and a supervillain story with kids that kind of like focuses on the fact that like there are still kids at heart but being super like he's being a supervillain, but he's still a kid gave me like <laughs> uh what's the show i'm thinking of little kid
0: uh uh dexter? yes dexter oh. vibes
1: like not like Dexter the Serial Killer vibes. You know what I'm talking about. I
0: mean, um, a little Dexter Ser- Serial Killer vibes. Maybe a little. Just kidding. Maybe a little. Uh,
1: the- but, like, I love the relationship between the main character and his mom and his relationship with his artist. Um, oh, I'm Dr. so sorry. Mama. Dr. Mama. <laughs> um, this I love this. I think it's super adorable and I can't wait to finish it.
0: Matt, what did you think? I'm
3: not quite done with this one, um, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, I I've always liked the idea of like a story from the villain's perspective, and then to make this villain a kid, that in with the classic like the other thing that kind of makes me think of is like, Finny um, and mm-hmm. with like Doofenshmirtz being this maniacal bad guy that has these evil plans that aren't really evil or maniacal. Um, he just wants the lemonade stand, like. Like, make the best lemonade. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I am really enjoying this. I look forward to where this ends.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, to echo you guys, I also am not completely done with this book, but I've loved every panel. Um, I love Dr. Mama. Um, <laughs> I just, it's fantastic. Also, the uh, the dog um, research I'm getting mad uh, pork chop from Doug vibes from that Uh, dog. (laughs) Um, Which, you know, is kind of indicative. I mean, it it does kind of almost remind you of, like, a Saturday morning cartoon. I know you guys have said Phineas and Ferb and Dexter. And I I think that that's a reason why, you know, like, those kind of came to your memory. Because, yeah, like, it it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, I kind of want to eat some cereal while I'm finishing it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's 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 super cute. So, all right, um, I'm gonna throw in the soundbite anyway. But Pickett, since you're here, do you want to do the honors? Oh we're... it's time for gut reaction. Next. gut reaction. <laughs> I got you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and we are going to start tonight with Matt and uh, some Taika Watiti news. So it has been announced that
3: Taika Watiti is working on a brand new TV series uh, for HBO Max. Um, it's going to be called Our Flag Means Death. Taika is taking on Pirates. It is starring Jumanji actor uh, Reese Darby. Uh, And it's loosely based on the adventures of Steve Bonnet. Uh, Not familiar with Steve Bonnet, but uh, that's, you know, something to look into. Um, Darby is playing Bonnet, who is a farmer and child of wealth who goes through midlife crisis and ends up the captain of a pirate ship called the Revenge. Um, Taika is executive producing and is going to be directing the pilot. This sounds like it could be a lot of fun. So I'm going thumbs up.
1: This sounds like violent pirates, which are my favorite pirates. So I'm going thumbs up.
4: Pick it. I'm so thumbs up. I just got HBO Max. I couldn't be more excited.
0: Uh, Yeah, I need this in my life like right now. Thumbs up. Lydia. I just love the
2: fact that he goes through a midlife crisis, and what happens is he ends up on a pirate ship as the captain. Like, how that—that that is the best midlife crisis I can possibly think of. Thumbs up. Uh,
0: Matt, you've also got another story. Uh, taking this with a grain of salt, we've heard some rumors. Nothing's been confirmed yet. But uh, Matt, who do people want to be want to be cast as the Fourteenth Doctor?
3: Um, so the winner not by a large margin, but by a pretty fair margin, um, is Richard Oyate, um, who is probably most well-known in the United States for playing Moss on the IT crowd. Um, it's, it's, it's inevitable. You know, Whitaker has now recorded three seasons as the Doctor. Um, all the last three Doctors have done three seasons and then left. So, you know, the rumors were swirling. Um, the poll came from a metro.co.uk website. Um, second place was Chris Marshall, who was in Love Actually with 33%. Um, Joe Martin came in at 12%. And Michaela Cole um, was also had 6%. There were a few other names. Um, nobody else there recognized. But the big one is um, Richard And, I don't know, I've seen the the IT crowd, and I think he would make an amazing doctor. Um, So, I'm torn because I definitely don't want Whitaker Whitaker to go anywhere. She's a fantastic doctor. But if we have to get a new doctor, Moss is definitely a fabulous choice. So, I'm going to go thumbs up on the idea that he might possibly eventually be the next doctor.
0: Uh, Tabitha, I'm going to ignore the fact that you gave a huge eye roll to Love Actually, but go ahead.
1: That movie is about a stalker. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it is not romantic. It is creepy. Um... I love the IT crowd, and all I can think about when I heard this news was what would happen if Moss found out that Moss was playing the doctor on Doctor Who, and like the absolute geek out, when he would have, like his ear would get hot and he would faint, like I was, that's all I could picture in my head. So, thumbs up for this. He's, fan, he's fantastic. He has a book out. He's just, he's just a great, funny human, so I think he deserves to be the doctor, just because Moss would be so excited
4: for him to be the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. clears throat> I just I just watched The Watch the other day and was reminded of, of some of his comedic uh, genius. I, I just like the guy. He's super funny and super personable, and I am totally thumbs up in this. Uh,
0: I have not seen any of the IT crowd or really anything that he's been in. Um, I'm giving this a thumb sideways. Um, I feel like just from the little bit I know about him, I feel like he could pull off a pretty good doctor, but at the same time, um, all hiccups aside, I'm loving Jodie Whittaker's doctor, and I, I, I'm not ready for her to go yet. So, Lydia. I have
2: basically no Doctor Who knowledge. I don't have a clue who this guy is, so I don't really have an opinion
0: to give, so I'm just going to go with them sideways. Uh, Tabitha, let's talk about uh, Josh Hawley getting canceled
1: uh we're not that lucky um josh Hawley, the senator from missouri was supposed to be releasing a book with simon and schuster in june called the tyranny of big tech and now in response to his actions on january 6th and the storming of the capitol building um simon and schuster has decided to cancel his upcoming book We don't get super political here, but I am gonna read the statement that they released because it was fantastically written. Um, After witnessing the disturbing deadly insurrection that took place on Wednesday, at Washington, D.C., Simon & Schuster has decided to cancel publication of Senator Josh Hawley's forthcoming book, The Tyranny of Big Tech. We did not come to this decision lightly. As a publisher, it will always be our mission to amplify a variety of voices and viewpoints. At the same time, we take seriously our larger public responsibility as citizens and cannot support Senator Hawley after his role in what became a dangerous threat to our democracy and our freedom. So, he claims he's going to sue Simon & Schuster in court, which he has no legal grounds for, because he broke the terms of an agreement, which had a morality clause written into it. So mm. Um, (laughs) He's basically just facing the consequences for his own actions. Doesn't mean his book can't be published at all. He's, you know, more than welcome to take his book to another publisher. Simon & Schuster has released their rights to it. Um, The issue isn't the context of the book. It's not his politics. It's him. It was his actions that were so widely publicized and seen that they just didn't want to take the risk on it. So I am giving a giant thumbs up for Shimon and Schuster for sticking up for what they believe in and a giant thumbs down to this human. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, uh, thumbs up to uh, what they're doing, thumbs down to the dude. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, thumbs up. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Lydia. Yeah, same. Thumbs up to
2: them for sticking up for what they think is right. Matt. <laughs> so,
3: I don't know that I've heard that phrase before, Mitch, but I absolutely love it. You play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Have you never <laughs> heard that?
1: That song?
3: Apparently not, not enough of them. <laughs> That's amazing. And it perfectly describes the situation. <laughs> uh... Yeah, thumbs up for Simon & Schuster. Thumbs way down for hopefully soon-to-be former Senator Josh Hawley.
0: (laughs) So, a variant cover for the Image comic uh, Getting It Together is going to feature a baking-style cover from former Great British Baking Star uh, contestant Jim Coy, or Kim Joy. Not Jim Coy, that's... (laughs) Reverse, reverse. Uh, Kim Joy. Doctor. So, uh, I'm giving this a thumbs up. I've never watched the Great British Baking Show, but um, I did get a chance to see this variant cover. It looks cute. It looks fantastic. And it was, you know, something that was baked, and it was fantastic. But anyway, so yeah, so thumbs up. I said fantastic like seven times. I'm tired. Lydia. <laughs> You confused me for a second when you said baking cover. I was trying to
2: figure out, like, is it something that goes over something while you're baking? But uh, anyway, I digress. Um, th- yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> Matt?
3: I have not gotten a chance to see this cover, but this sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm going to go thumbs up. for. I'm not usually a huge fan of, like, a bunch of different variant covers, but this sounds like a fun one. So thumbs up.
1: Definitely. Variant covers stress me out. It's one of the reasons I can't collect comics. But I like baking shows, so thumbs up. <laughs>
4: Pick it. I'm giving it a thumbs up uh, just because of how fun it sounds. You know, the baking show aspect of the cover, of you know, the whole... I like baking shows as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I wish that I couldn't do variant covers. It would It'll probably
2: save you some money.
0: To... Yeah, exactly. There'll be a variant cover that I really, really like. And I'm like, ooh, I could even like hang that up. But then... I have to also buy another issue of the comic so that it's in my collection. And Matt, uh, what's Sylvester Stallone up to? Uh,
3: he's getting old. Uh, <laughs> but coming up here, I guess it was supposed to be released last year, but because COVID, um, being delayed until this year, Stallone is playing a superhero in a new film called Samaritan. <laughs> Um, The general gist of the film is that a young boy comes to the realization that a famed superhero who was thought to have gone missing after an epic battle 20 years ago may still be around. Um, So, I mean, Stallone has always been an action star and I I have no reason why thinking that he couldn't be able to pull off like a like a meaty meaty superhero role. But he's 73 years old, so I'm going to go thumb sideways because I'm afraid he's going to break a leg. No it? offense. Pick it. <laughs> I'm taking
0: it. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm also worried he's going like, to break a hip. Also, can we understand him yet when he talks? No. Okay. I don't want that. No. Thumbs down. <laughs>
4: Pick it. Before I answer, I have to ask a question. Is this based on a book or anything like that, or is this a brand new thing? Not that I am aware. Then I am going for now to give it a thumbs up, just because I haven't seen anything that lead me to think it'd be bad.
0: Um, I want none of this. Thumbs down. Lydia. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
2: I also have the fear of him breaking something like, he, you're not Rocky anymore. Sit down. Thumbs down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was trying to come up with like a, a rock joke. I couldn't come up with anything. I'm glad. <laughs> so Tabitha uh, let's talk grappling guns
2: um <laughs> yes please
1: <laughs> this is I never thought I'd hear for 4000 Alex um <laughs> so YouTube, too soon too soon I know um the YouTube engineer built IRI, IRL has created a working grappling gun so it's just this dude from South Africa who makes YouTube videos where he builds shit And now the thing that he has built is a grappling gun. Um, He's evidently been working on it for more than a year. Um, The prototype that's in the test video that's released online is an upgrade of an older model that he worked with another YouTube engineer to create a couple of years ago. This uses a blast from a pressurized canister of carbon dioxide and has a 45 foot long spool of aluminum wire. Um, On the video, it basically makes him look like like drunk spider-man because it's kind of wobbly um uh we don't i mean it's a grappling gun like you had me at it works but you also lost me and i'm probably gonna die because i'm not very coordinated so thumbs up for this guy but thumbs down for the fact that now all i can think is that there's a tree outside my window and i've always felt safe in my bedroom because it's on the second floor but if grappling guns are going to become a thing that people can just make and or buy then i'm not safe anymore so thumbs down Paranoia. (laughs)
4: Um, Yeah, I'm going to give this a thumbs up. I love fun things that could possibly kill you.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm giving this a thumbs up. It sounds really fun. And when cons are a a thing again, it might be a really easy way to jump in front of the line. Lydia.
2: You know what? If this is how I die, this is how I die. Give me a grappling gun and watch me fly. Thumbs up.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's the best answer you could have given.
3: I didn't know I needed to be concerned about the bedroom window. Uh, (laughs) uh, On the second floor. Are they? (laughs) Evidently. At least you seem to think so.
4: (laughs) Uh, um, uh, Thumbs up. Yes, grappling guns, the first thing
0: to coin the phrase,
4: how did the chimney fall?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So ABC is developing a limited series based on the stage play 1984, which is a reimagining of Orwell's classic novel. Uh, The play is by Robert Icke and uh, Runkin McMillan, who will also be involved in the series. The stage play also includes gory torture scenes that have uh, disturbed audience members. Um, I already didn't want 1984 because I'm kind of tired of everybody saying, oh, we're living in 1984! Um, So I was kind of already over it and then when they're saying like, oh, gory, you know, like, gory torture scenes, which they're gonna, if it's gonna be on ABC, they're gonna try to make it As gory as the stage show, but not really to, you know, still be broadcast TV. So it's going to be weird. And uh, nah, nah, brah. Thumbs down. Lydia.
2: Yeah, I'm good. They need to to leave theater where it belongs and quit trying to put it on TV. Just thumbs down.
0: Weird that you're saying that about Hamilton, but okay, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) That's different.
2: (laughs) That is a a filmed version of... An actual production. They are not trying to remake it and put it on TV.
0: Matt, <laughs> uh, why? Thumbs down. Tabitha. them.
1: I need the. I need ABC to stop trying to make fetch happen. And by <laughs> make fetch happen, I mean make <laughs> musicals and plays happen at all. They just need to quit after the disaster that was literally
4: everything they've ever done. Um, so, it. Um, no. Okay. Here's the deal. Disney did the Newsies and that was good. Then they did Ariel and I was like, what'd you do? What happened? Why? Stop it. And then, like, other people did stuff like, you know, then there was the whole uh, SpongeBob, It was decent. Uh, honestly, unless, uh, like Lydia said, unless it's a full-on production that was recorded live, I'm, I'm not super interested. I'll probably watch it I, I really would love to see more stage productions and less of these uh, these uh, motion picture adaptations. Thumbs down. Sorry.
0: So, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to see Jared Leto's abs. I'm sorry, Tabitha. Wow. Um, Morbius has been pushed back again. Uh, this time, its scheduled release date is October 8th. Um, I'm going to give this a thumb sideways on the one hand. I feel like a movie like Morbius while not, um, while not a Halloween movie, I feel like would do well around Halloween. Um, But at the same time, this is getting the new mutants feel like uh, (laughs) I was kind of excited and I've gotten less and less and less and less excited. And Just like New Mutants, I'm like, am I even going to see this movie when it comes out? I don't know. So, thumb sideways. Lydia.
2: So, I didn't even really know Morbius was a thing until we reviewed the trailer for it a couple weeks back. So, as far as it being moved, that affects me not at all. (laughs) Um, But putting it in October sounds like a good idea because it did look like it would be on the creepier side. So, thumbs up for Placement of when they're supposed to release it, I guess. Matt.
3: Um, Yeah, I have to say that the movement to October is probably good thematically, Um, and I know that they're doing it because COVID and most movie theaters still aren't like open or have decent (laughs) amount of people available, like allowed in each theater. Um, But our I don't know. Is Sony trying to make this like a tentpole movie? Like, are they really thinking that they're going to make, you know, a couple hundred million dollars off of this Morbius movie for a character that, like, I don't know, unless you're a super geek, know who he is? I I don't know. I think that's that's stretching it. Like, at this point, sell the rights, put it on a streaming service, and just let it be. Um, So, thumbs sideways
1: i'm real bummed about jared leto's apps but i probably wasn't going to see this movie in the theater anyway so i don't really care but thumbs down for everything keeping like moving around i agree with matt like if you're not certain that it's going to like hold up to your expectations looking at you wonder woman 84 um then just put it on a streaming service so i can watch it from the comfort of my couch and scream at the tv because it's bad (laughs)
4: Pick it. <laughs> um, I'm giving this a hard thumbs down, but for the reason of um, in the world we live in right now, where we got you know even Warner Brothers making big deals with HBO Max and the, the theater companies, uh, there's no reason To keep pushing things back. Uh, you know if they're releasing them online right now. You're paying 20 bucks. That's that's what I would spend at the theater for my family to go see it. So whatever, I'll pay it here. You know it's, it's going to happen either way. So a thumbs down because I, I'm getting annoyed by all the stuff getting pushed back and I'm, I'm getting bored.
0: He's getting so bored. He's joined us. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out.
4: That's what it is. Boredom has is drugging me back.
0: It's you know. It, it as long as you're back. That's what's important. Quick question: Is drugging a word? Drug in.
4: Yeah, drugging. I think it's dragged or drug. I, I mean, mean drugging.
0: Right? No. Drag. Uh, you drug. dragging. Drug. You can
4: say drug. Yeah. This show like, boredom drugged, drugged me back. It's yeah. no, drug is not a word. Gr- drug. Wait. <laughs> well, drugged is a word. Let your rephrase. Just not in the way I was using it. <laughs> I quit. Listen, guys. Next week on the Geek Week, because this actually know what's going on. I no.
0: I mean, did you know what was going on? Like back when, like you had control of the soundboard and everything. No. <laughs> Alright, got a few more stories to talk about. Uh, Tabitha, we're going to start with you first and talk about the Lin-Manuel Miranda News Desk, the first one of 2021.
1: This is, like, the smallest segment of the Lin-Manuel Miranda News Desk. Whew. So, I, we have been talking ad nauseum about Tick Tick Boom, the Jonathan Lawson play-turned-Netflix movie um we still don't have an actual release date but this little like production that netflix put on about all their upcoming 2021 films this was in it with lynn being super adorable and realizing that holly berry owed him a coke because they said something at the same time and then he got all starstruck because he still doesn't understand that he's famous so (laughs) it's so cute um yes that is all we're getting it it's coming it's 2021 we're not having to wait anymore. Hopefully we also get in the Heights this year, and then my 2021 will be made.
0: You know, when I saw that, like, because I, the the headline made it seem like, oh, we're getting kind of like, if nothing else, like a teaser, and mm-hmm. like, it wasn't even that. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of bummed, not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, I want more, but yeah. I mean, I'll take what I can get at this point. Yeah. The world's falling apart, so... <laughs>
0: The world's falling apart, at least give me Lin-Manuel Random.
2: Yes, please. (laughs) Sorry,
0: Matt. He's aware. (laughs) So, Matt, um, speaking of things falling apart, uh, let's talk about Quibi. (laughs)
3: Yeah, Quibi just fell flat. Um, I didn't even know Quibi was still a thing, but apparently most people didn't either. (laughs) Um, So, Recently, Roku acquired the majority of Quibi, Quibi's content. Um, and then sometime in this next year, with uh, it sounds like within 2021, 75-plus um, of the shows that they acquired are going to be available for streaming on the Roku channel. Um, the deal also includes 12 new Quibi shows. Uh, it sounds like they were shows that Quibi had... Um, like produced and basically were ready to go but they hadn't released yet um, those will also have they will get their debut on the Roku channel um, Quibi apparently was a thing for a whole six months um, <laughs> they existed for six months they didn't have enough subscribers to survive and they shut down a month ago um, and Roku has already acquired their content so um, I don't know I'll we'll see if that gives Quibi's content a new life or if it just continues to exist in the annals of TV history that nobody remembers.
2: I didn't even know it was a thing until like, YouTube started, like, force feeding me ads for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I still didn't know what it was until we started talking about things like the Princess Bride thing that happened. Like,. <clears throat> Like it was there for a hot second, and then it was just gone again.
3: Well, there was that ad they played a lot with the what's her name from Game of Thrones, Sophie Turner. Yes, Mm -hmm. and how you groaned every time that commercial came Mm -hmm. on. That's the only thing I really remember about Quibi.
2: (laughs) I only remember there was always an ad like a keep driving. Who is that? I don't know. But if you stop, he's going to kill us both. I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) please die
0: (laughs) see I actually had a Quibi subscription don't worry I didn't pay for it Uh, my (laughs) my cell phone (laughs) provider (laughs) yeah my cell phone provider gave me like a free year of Quibi and then it was funny because like they also like I get my Netflix for almost free through my cell phone provider and it was like you can have this free year of Quibi too and then after that year, you have to choose between Quibi or Netflix. And I'm like, in what world is anyone going to choose Quibi over Netflix? But okay, whatever people <laughs> will. Um, and it didn't even last the year of the subscription, so there you go. Didn't even last, so I, I guess I don't have to have that selfish choice come uh, come six months from now. <laughs> but, um, but I'll tell you what, though, like, Quibi, like, I didn't watch it that often, but it had a couple of good shows. Um, but yeah, it's, Interesting. So. Um, (laughs) Trying to find a bell for me. (laughs) Because Mitch is having a Sophie Turner choice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of bell for Matt.
0: Got it. Matt had the first shame of 2021.
4: I do.
0: Currently, Matt is in the lead. He is leading in shames. I am not leading in shames. (laughs)
2: I think that's a first that somebody other than you got the first shame of the year. <laughs> you eyeball like that. I need a backup bell. What happened to the, the thick international Christmas bell? It's not uh, Christmas.
0: It, went,
1: it got put away with my Christmas decorations. I'm not a Neanderthal.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think we just need to find a way for you to get the bell back.
1: I mean, I would like to eventually give y'all your Christmas presents. That, that be- too. Yeah. That, that
0: too. <laughs> so um so surprisingly like this should have been one of the first stories that we talked about but we didn't um so kevin's fault feige... is that it's mine <laughs> so kevin uh, feige spoke with collider and deadpool came up so deadpool 3 which won't start filming until 2022 at the earliest uh is going to be a part of the MCU, um, and also, and most importantly, will be rated R. So. As it should be. Yes. yes. And I feel like any property that's going to move into the MCU, I feel like Deadpool is going to be the most seamless one. Um, I feel like the character, they can, you know, reference reference being moved in the MCU and all that kind of stuff too. So I'm, Yeah. I'm always ready for more Deadpool.
2: And hey, the way I've been going, by the time it comes out, I'll have actually caught up with the MCU, finally. <laughs>
0: there you go. I'm including... all the way up to
2: Ant-Man, guys. Hey! <laughs> nice. It's
0: good. Yeah. So, in- including all the Disney Plus shows, like, will you be caught up with those as well?
2: I- I'll get to work on that next. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm like, halfway through the movies, I think, at this point, like, Work with me here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. So, uh, Tabitha, let's talk about H.G. Wells.
1: So, to mark the 75th anniversary of his death, the Royal UK Mint issued a two pound coin that featured images from his famous works. Unfortunately, they made some errors. Um, The biggest one is that they showed the tripods from War of the Worlds with four legs, which negates the fact that they're tripods, but
4: that's fun. Quad pod.
1: Quad pod. That <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't sound as threatening, you know? Um, <laughs> they also used a top hat for the Invisible Man, who never wore a top hat. It was a wide-brimmed, like, bowler Blair style. Bowler hat.
0: Yeah, could have had an invisible top hat.
1: His clothes is not are not invisible. His body is invisible. Anyway, it's like a little suit jacket and a top hat It's and then like no face because you know, invisible. Um, it's interesting. It's a it's a neat looking coin. If I picked it up as someone who I mean is familiar enough with HG Wells, I would understand the references, but like you had one shot for the man's seventy-fifth death anniversary, and you made a coin that is very wrong. And like, they keep just saying that they took like liberties with it. You can't take liberties with it. You took a man's work, and you were like, "Sorry, you've been dead for seventy-five years. We're gonna f up all your stories and put them on a coin. Have a nice day." Here's two pounds. Like, <laughs> oh, so you can't
2: take liberties with how many legs a tripod has? That's right. not how this works. <laughs>
1: It just, it stresses me out. Like, of all the things that could have messed up, like, I don't know. It just feels like one of those want-want moments. And now instead of being like, our bad, we'll fix it. They're like, oh, well, we just took artistic license. No, you screwed it up. You screwed, nobody, nobody double-checked you. Your creative art department sucks. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but it makes me sad. Especially right now. Like, right now we could have used this. This could have been like a... Look at look at how much worse it could be. We could have tripods, but instead we have quad pods on a coin. Even... <laughs> I'm also,
2: also my brain did not keep up with you for a second. You said two pound coin, and my brain went, "Jesus, that is a huge coin." Oh <laughs> <I'll> wait, <laughs> like British? It's so
3: yeah. heavy. Yeah. That's one of those in your pocket.
0: <laughs> That's all right, Lydia. My head, my head was right there too. I was like, okay. Why, why is that so heavy? Yeah, it's, it's such a huge coin. Oh wait, that's a British. Never mind.
4: <laughs> See, this is why Lydia could not be rich in London. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: So, our final story of the night. Uh, speaking of sad things, uh, Matt, what happened with the PS Five?
3: <laughs> uh, well, you still can't get one. No. Um, <laughs> there was a, a company called Supers with uh, the E as a three and the five uh, or S as a five. So, Um, they were planning to sell just over 300 custom designed PS5s. Um, They basically had taken the PS5 and designed it color-wise to look like, be reminiscent of a PS2. Um, They were gonna release these on like the anniversary of the PS2's release, they had, this all, all, they had this all planned out. Um, it made a whole bunch of news online. Everybody's like, oh my God, these are so cool. I want to order one. They were going to be more expensive than the regular PS5s because, well, they had to get these, this company had to get the systems and then modify them and then resell them. Um, their website had issues when they went live for the U.S. Pre- pre-sale, um, and they still sold out in 20 minutes. Jesus. Um, it would have been faster, but again, the website had issues. Um, then there were customers that were emailing and contacting the company because they were being, they claimed they were being charged and they did not get an order confirmation. Um, so, you know, they paying for systems that they weren't going to get, um, within hours the company was apologetic they're like oh we're really sorry we screwed up we our website was bad all these things we are going to refund anybody that was incorrectly charged and is not going to be getting a system then very very shortly after that they issued another statement and said we're really sorry we are canceling basically this whole idea um we're refunding absolutely everybody because they were getting threats over the internet um they never as far as i know they didn't release what like some of these threats were but basically they said they were threats that the credible threats to their safety um so in order to keep their employees and their employees families uh safe they just canceled Everything. They said, forget it. We're sorry. We came up with this really awesome idea and just shut the whole thing down. So, And this was their U.S. launch. They were going to do an international launch as well. Uh, that's
4: not going to happen either.
3: So, Yeah.
4: This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid.
2: Why are humans awful?
0: Yeah. I just, I, that just boggles my mind. Like, why, why get that? And don't get me wrong. I understand, like, losing or, like, being charged a ton of money and you're not going to get it. I understand that. Um, but be an adult about it? And just be right. like, hey, give me my money back. Um, yeah. But yeah. And, and I'm sorry. So, like, so it's a PS5 that's made to look like a PS2.
3: Well, the color scheme is the PS2 color scheme.
0: Okay. So, so it's so... black
2: with the PS... <laughs> Uh, PlayStation logo on the side because that's all a PS2 was.
4: But- yeah,
3: I mean it was it was black. It had like the blue, um, the blue and red and yellow like PlayStation symbol instead of just like uh, like the PlayStation symbol in, in all black like it is. I think on the system, um, the controller was basically a blacked out controller instead of white like the new ones are. Um, it, it did. I mean if 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 you set a, two, a PS2 and this like custom PS5 next to each other like the color scheme was the same
0: but still like you're doing too much for in response for for something like that i mean yeah that's not worth maybe me, me threatening people over
3: right you know, whatever they said was incredible threats to their safety which is just that's a scary term
4: no. yeah so. Kind of the world we're living in right now. People are, are taking up arms over everything now. Uh, mm. everybody's, everything's personal. Nothing can just be a mistake or an honest mistake. Everything has to be intentional or, or you know, I'm going to go after you now because you did something to me that I didn't enjoy.
0: Yeah. I mean, why Why do you think that, you know, like, I made us come back, you know, like tonight, like, because there have been credible threats to my safety if we don't release a new episode?
2: No. <laughs>
0: I tried. I tried.
2: (laughs) It was a valiant
0: effort, but no. (laughs) Was
1: it? Was it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So that's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, We'll be back next week, but in the meantime, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we'll we'll be posting news throughout the week. While you're there, uh, give some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Uh, From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next time. Everybody say bye. Bye! Bye!